point and I was starting to feel um, like a little bit less passionate about what I was doing and I wanted to kind of make a difference and do something a little bit different and I wasn't sure what exactly that was and I also had been just really grinding it for a, for a few years straight and uh, I decided um, I really needed to kind of get out of my bubble, uh, take a break. And so this trip kind of was part of that. What does success mean to you now? How do you define it as our life and career changes? I'm Elizabeth Ribbons, your host for Next, a podcast dedicated to spotlighting actions and stories that inspire you to reimagine, redefine, and redesign your next. Today's guest took a trip across the world to India and it transformed her outlook on the consumer industry by witnessing firsthand how Western shopping behaviors affect a developing country, an idea was born. She would incorporate her passion of over 25 years of experience as an entrepreneur and a beauty writer to create change for good. Robin Doyle launched her passion project and is here to share her journey to put people and planet before profit. Welcome, Robin. I'm so pleased to be speaking to you today and just really want the audience to hear about this incredible thing that you've come up with. Um, would you like to first tell us a little bit about India? What made you go to India? And oh my gosh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Elizabeth. This is such a pleasure. Uh, so grateful to be on your podcast and to be talking about this topic. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, okay. So India, I... Uh, it's kind of random, but yeah, I have always, um, ever since I was younger, I'd always been fascinated with India and I just had always wanted to travel. I've always loved traveling um, when I was younger and when I was in college, I spent a lot of time abroad. I studied abroad and I got to do a lot of traveling uh, throughout Europe and I uh, just something resonated with me just meeting, uh, you know, uh, learning about different cultures, I figure it's just such a wonderful way to learn uh, and educate yourself about the world and people. And uh, India was one of these places that I've always really uh, been fascinated um, about. I've read a lot about the country. I've obviously seen lots of movies. I love Indian food. I don't have any, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, familial relations uh, with India. It was just something that I'd always been fascinated by. And so finally, um, actually a couple of years ago, I decided I'm going to do it. I'm going to, my husband was so sick and tired of listening to me talk about India. He said, just go. So I planned a trip, uh, found a wonderful uh, group, uh, a tourism group for women who like to travel by themselves, but with group, uh, with other women. And I figured this was the best way for me to go because I wanted to just do what I wanted to do, but I, I didn't really know where I was going to go. I didn't want to go by myself, but I kind of wanted to be led around. And so, so I had planned this trip and um, it was also a time in my life when I was uh, trying to figure things out. I was um, kind of at a crossroads with my uh, professional uh career um, as a publicist uh, that I've been working in this industry for about 15 years at that point. And I was starting to feel um, like a little bit less passionate about what I was doing. And I wanted to kind of make a difference and do something a little bit different. And I wasn't sure what exactly that was. And I also had been just really grinding it for a, for a few years straight. And uh, I decided um, I really needed to kind of get out of my bubble, uh, take a break, and so this trip kind of was part of that experience for me. I was just going to took a soul journey, basically. It's a soul journey, yes. Yeah, you needed some time to just sort of unplug and 
step back. And uh, so many of the people I am, I, I do a lot of speaking and I, my writing, they talk about this, about stepping back and just giving themselves a chance to sort of reframe, reset and rethink because you have successes, but it's not feeling the same anymore, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, you know, I think I was pretty, I, I was you know, very uh, successful in, in my industry and, and being a publicist and running an agency um, and have, you know, worked with lots of clients over the years and um, it was wonderful. Um, but the, you know, over time, you know, this things change, the world changes, the industry changes, you know, you grow up, you know, things just are a little bit different and you're, you're, you know, my focus kind of waned and I just, my interests were kind of going in different directions. So, and you, and you were a publicist and, and writing uh, in your own business for 25 years. Is that how long you were working? Yeah, I mean, I started off, <laughs> I know it's uh, I'm like, why am I that old? Uh, <laughs> I started in uh, editorial, actually. I, uh, you know, I first started out in um, working for newsrooms in newsrooms and in magazines. I was uh, writing articles um, in, you know, started off being a stringer for Entertainment Weekly and Us Weekly and doing red carpets and um, worked at People Magazine. And then I ended up being a beauty editor uh -huh. for a teen publication. And that kind of uh, brought me into the beauty industry. Um, I didn't really know much about it, uh, except that, you know, I like beauty products and I use them and I love them. And, you know, as a woman and as a, as a kid growing up watching her mom, you know, playing with her makeup and all that stuff. So, but that kind of was my first entree into that industry. And, um, from that point on, um, I just uh, really kind of immersed myself in it and um, was writing and interviewing all kinds of entrepreneurs and learning about formulations and ingredients and watching trends. And over time, um, you know, then I kind of fell into the PR world. Um, just happenstance, I had friends that were starting in businesses and uh, asked me to help them get into publications, you know, introduce their products to editors. And, um, and so I kind of took a chance on it and it, and it was uh, successful. And so I kind of like, just, like I said, I just fell into it and I started my PR company and that was about 16 years ago. Yeah. Uh, so um, didn't really think too much about it. I hadn't had an industry experience. I wasn't working in a big agency, anything like that, but um so I kind of straddled that for a long time, writing for you know other publications and also promoting my clients' products. So when you were working as a you know beauty writer, and were you aware? Because India, you you can tell us what sparked your idea for your for your now you know um, launch. You launched your business, but can you when you went to India, did you go intentionally to see this thing, or did you know what was going on with with um, the world and the beauty industry and can we kind of talk about that yeah you know no um well not i didn't go intentionally looking for anything i, I my intention to go was to just to actually escape <laughs> to get away and then to like kind of just like manifest something i didn't know what i was looking for but just i was hoping to kind of get some kind of clarity and maybe a, a sign of something that I thought, you know, would spark my interest. Let me just interject there really quickly that again, if you don't try so hard and you just go do something you joy, that gives you joy or that you wanted to go to India, you went and then it, it was like this idea. It's so true. And I, yeah, I can't press on that enough. I mean, it's, it's a hundred percent because for so, you know, as, 
as you know, as women, we're working, we're, we've got so many tasks, we're mothers, we're running households, we're taking Absolutely. care of our kids, we're running businesses. And we don't allow ourselves to kind of follow our bliss. I know it sounds really trite, but it's like, it's true. It's like, do what makes you happy and it will take you to something else you don't even expect. And it's just getting that over that hump. Like once you finally do it, you know, it's, um, it's just amount. It's amazing. It's really, so, uh, I can't, yeah, it's true. Um, you know, now that you, now that I got to this point, you know, there's a whole other bunch of stuff that I'm trying to figure out too, but it's all good. Cause I'm actually got to myself to this next place, which is creating this business. So back to your question about India, like I didn't really, um, you know, think too much about what, you know, what I was going and looking for, but having done so much um, research and, and knowing so much about the beauty industry before I even went and then um, interviewing, uh, you know, lots of uh other um, entrepreneurs, even recently, about their businesses and what they've dealt with uh, working overseas and and the um, murkiness of like the supply chains and what people just don't know, like what normal consumers, you and I don't necessarily even think about or know about what happens with our products that we buy every day, whether it's an eyeshadow or um, a blush brush, you know, we have no idea what really is going on behind the scenes, where these products are coming from, how they're made, how these people are um, being treated. Are they being treated well? Are they being taken advantage of? Like we've just, these aren't questions that normally are um, dealt with or even brought to the attention. There's so much else going on in the world that, you know, um, we're not necessarily thinking about it. When a lot of Americans, live in America, and I'm not saying this is you, but this, I just want to point this out, you were really wise to have this group that could take you around because you would be able to see more things and feel a little bit more safe in an, in an environment that you couldn't speak the language. So mm -hmm. what like was your aha moment when you were there and you were looking, what made you connect this to beauty products? Um, you know, one thing I wanted to mention is I actually took this trip right before the world closed down. So I was actually in wow. India when um, uh, this all started happening and I actually had to go home early. I had to, <laughs> this was in March to be honest. And so um, it was right at that time. And wow. uh, so I had to, uh, the, the trip actually ended early and I had to, uh, get out of the country uh, where I would have been stuck and um, I made it home. And then I basically went from, you know, being in India and then being, being at my, in, at home for the, like the next two years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind oh, of a yeah. culture shock. So <laughs> what a great uh, time to, to, to give birth to a new business, right? Yeah. So I really came home. I'm like, okay, what am I, I got to figure this out here. Cause I, uh, yeah, I got something, but um yeah, so it really was eye-opening, and I think to just being um, immersed in like the different, uh, uh, have, being fortunate enough to being led by this group and um, being introduced to different female, different you know uh, families and d meeting different women and doing all, you know we went to different cooperatives where people were work together in towns and, and they made. Um, clothing and fabric and they were yeah. doing block designs. Um, we did all kinds of stuff and it was really kind of a back roads type of a trip where, you know, yeah, we saw the Taj Mahal and, um, you know, some of the major 
uh, tourist attractions, but we also got to really experience the people and the culture um, that you don't necessarily get when you are, you know, doing like a tourist type uh, situation. And so I think that um, that opportunity to be able to see how people truly live and how they are and, and, and how they interact on a daily basis was, um, you know, not necessarily even just beauty, but just in life in general, just like meeting people and learning their stories. And I even went, to, was taken to an elephant sanctuary and we met this man who told us his story and how he um, came from a middle upper class family in a small town in um, India. And he's, his parents were very strict and they wanted him to um, follow the path of being an engineer. And that's all they wanted for him. And so, you know, finally he got to this point in his life where he's like, I just, I didn't want to do it anymore. I really wanted to follow my passion. I wanted to help these, these elephants. And so even that resonated for me, I think, cause I was at this point in my life where I was like, I know I need to follow this path in my life that I've been, that I created and it's quite successful and I'm doing a good job, but I don't love it anymore. I want to follow my bliss. I want to do something else. And that was, so at that point, it was like all these things started like opening up in my mind. I'm like, I really want to help people. I want to use my knowledge of the beauty industry. Um, and how can I do that? Because I do love the industry, but I wanted to figure out a different way of, of, of using my time and energy. And so um, that's where I started to kind of connect the dots. And I was like realizing, you know, that a lot of these ingredients um, in these products that we're using are farmed and sourced and produced by, uh, you know, mostly women in third world countries all around the world. And there's so much, um, you know, uh, stuff going on behind the scenes, like I said earlier, you know, whether it's even child labor, um, exploitation, trafficking, things we don't talk about, we don't know, you know, um, being taken advantage of not being paid well. And so I wanted to bring light to this part of the beauty industry that isn't really, you know, talked about that much. And so that's what I'm doing with Beautyology is promoting products that are um, formulated ethically, that do have transparent supply chains, that do treat their producers uh, well, that pay them fairly, that follow fair trade uh, principles that are fair trade certified. I can tell you about that. Um, you know, that source fair trade ingredients um, and, and really brands that want to make a difference in the world. Um, and that's like, and they, and they overtly promote that um, mission in, you know, their marketing. A lot of brands do formulate with, um, you know, some fair trade ingredients. They don't necessarily talk about it because people are more interested in about what what it looks like, if it's a cute packaging, if it's clean, you know, does it, you know, get rid of my wrinkles, you know. Yeah, yeah. they want to know if it's going to make them beautiful or, you know, like better. So, yeah. So, whatever that is, but, and those products can have that too. It's just, um, I think you've married something that's so very important, especially women. Women, we need to, we need to uh, um, support other women not just in our own circles, but in the world and what they're going through. And so if we can, you know, do that with our dollars, that's amazing. And I've, I always tell this story, but what, back when organic produce was awful looking and, and I decided to go ahead and keep purchasing it, even though it was more expensive. Um, now look at everything is organic, you know? So I think 
we really do have people go, oh, that's just too big of a, of a hurdle. That's too big of a thing to try to change. Well, no, if you make choice with your money, you're really making, you know, and more people do that, it builds up and, pe and it changes things for people, which is great. So your, your company is called Beautyology. And Bloomberg Magazine called it a clearinghouse for entrepreneurs who back up their ethical buzzwords. <laughs> talk about that. That's pretty cool that, that Bloomberg um, wrote that about you. Yeah, it was amazing. I was so grateful. Uh, yeah, it was lovely to have that feature um, published in our magazine. And it really kind of highlighted what uh, my journey uh, was and is. And, and it highlighted a, a handful of, of, of the brands that are on my platform as well, which was wonderful to give them that spotlight um, to be able to you know, talk about their stories and, and how they work uh, with their producers and what they're trying to do. Because essentially, we're all doing the same, we all have the same mission, you know, yeah. which is basically to use like the beauty industry as a vehicle for, for social good, for doing, you know. And so, um, so that's the one thing I look for for brands that I'm, you know, that want to come onto my marketplace. Um, you know, how are they using the beauty industry to make the world better? And how are they making, you know, people, how are they helping people in the world that are making the products? So your website is beautiful, <laughs> by the way, it is, and you can look it up. It's beautyology.com, but, but I'll have it in the notes as well. It's just a beautiful website and that's an e-commerce site, but also you have knowledge. There's, you, you have, you know, articles and blogs about, about the products, about what's going on. And I think it's just such a beautiful presentation um, of what you're doing and, and it's so exciting. Um, I wanted to also ask you if you can talk a little bit about how, it, how do you become fair trade? Like I know, you know, you have to meet certain criteria and what is that? Yeah, um, so it's very, uh, it's, you know, it's definitely a specific um, set of criteria and there are, and it's hard to kind of pinpoint because there are several fair trade certifications um, around the world, really. Um, and so, you know, we have some in the United States, but there's also, you know, there's regulations that are different in Africa or in Guatemala or whatever country, you know, you're in. And so um, fair trade essentially is um, a way of doing business uh, that ensures that your workers are getting paid fairly, that they're being treated ethically, that, you know, there's no um, child labor, that there's equality uh, in the workplace. Um, basically, there's about 10 different principles. And I also list those on my website as well. So I mean, it's a pretty uh, lengthy process for companies to be uh, certified fair trade. Um, and, it's, and, and when it comes to um, the beauty industry, it's quite uh, confusing because there's only so many ingredients that are actually considered fair trade right now. And so for an entire beauty product to be um, certified fair trade, pretty much every single one of those ingredients needs to be certified fair trade. And so you're talking about a product with not a whole lot of ingredients in it. Yeah. Um, but so um, there are brands that have products that are fair trade certified, um, but more mostly they are um, brands that formulate with the certified ingredients, whether it's shea, butter, cacao, um, 
you know, there's baobab oil from Ghana, there's moringa oil, um, which comes from different parts of Africa, Dominican Republic. Um, and so really it's about, um, you know, making sure that you are working with, you know, a, a formulator, an ingredient supplier that does the the lab, the part, the back part, basically making sure that these um, ingredients are actually, you know, indeed certified. Um, and that, more importantly for me, because it is, you know, it's really hard. If I, if I just said you have to be fair trade certified, I wouldn't have any products. I'd have a few products on my site. That would be because there's, yeah. like I said, there's not a whole lot that are a completely certified fair trade. But, um, you know, I really try to incorporate brands that are, um, like I said, either formulating with these ingredients, or they really follow these principles to heart um, and they do uh, the ethical work and they are very transparent in the way that they uh, source their ingredients. Um, so I have brands that you know, work directly with the producers. They directly, they, they travel to the countries themselves. They work directly with these source, these, you know, these producers that they get these ingredients from. They pay them fair wages. They don't bargain. They don't, you know, negotiate. Whatever they ask for, they pay. You know, they get. Um, they, you know, so in that um, sense, you know, it's not certified fair trade, but you know, they are doing their part, um, and they they believe that they are, you know, above board, working ethically. Uh, and uh, providing uh, these people, um, you know, a decent living and also, you know, creating a beautiful product as yes, the end result for people important. in the United States. When you're purchasing and you know that you're doing something that is helpful as well, that to me is just the best of both worlds. If you can do that and, and just take a moment to look to see, you know, if it has fair trade, then, then, you know, that's something that I would hope that people would continue to purchase that item because of that or that, mm -hmm. that you know, purchase from your website because you're, you're really searching out these products. And so to me, it's, it's like I said, the best of both worlds. You were named um, one of the 40 social entrepreneurs to watch for 2022. Can you tell me what's, um, what's your game plan? Like, what's your game plan for the next couple of years? It is hard. Let me just say, um, when you're in those building years and those years when you're just attaining and you're out there in the, in the, you know, trenches working and things come to you kind of organically then you get to this next phase in life where you're intentionally taking all of your knowledge and repurposing it into something that's meaningful a lot of women when they get to this mid phase in their life do this and it's hard because you're just coming up with it and having to put it out there and of course you have networks but it's still very hard and um and it's a different kind of of um path so give me oh, yeah. an idea of what you're working on as far as like, what do you foresee happening and what, what activities and projects and things are you working going forward um, in this next couple of years? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is definitely a journey and yeah. uh, it's been, <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not going to lie. It was, uh, everyone's like, are you sure you want to do it? You're so brave. I'm like, I'm either really brave or I'm really dumb. So I don't <laughs> but um yeah, it's been awesome. And I, um, I think I'm, you know, I'm still deep in the trenches. I'm still growing this. I mean, I'm still, I feel like I'm still putting this together. I think as a startup, you know, entrepreneur, you're, you always feel like you're just 
you're constantly tweaking. You're constantly, what can I do to make this better? I mean, I'm glad that you love my website. I've been like working on it for like, I don't know, it seems like 20 years, but it's only been a year, <laughs> but it's like, I'm, I'm like, it's not there yet. It's not there yet. No, but um, it shows me, I mean, you know, I yeah. look at a lot of things and I saw yeah. that and went, okay, this is just right. This, it just really is a great uh, representation of who you are and your company. So I just love it. Thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, keep doing this work and, and, and advocating uh, and promoting, uh, you know, the, the word out there, like talking to you and, and, and getting the word out about PR, um, creating um, more collaborations with brands, you know, partnering with these like-minded brands, like-minded media outlets that, um, that I feel really, you know, that their followers would resonate. This message would resonate. To get with them. into some um, swag bags, like some serious um, yeah. level swag bags, because that's where you're going. Yes. Get well, you know, so PR, I, I know that world, and I know yeah. what's good about it and what's wasteful. And so, being, um, you know, having tight, uh, you know, you know, restraints on on budgets and stuff I have to be very mindful of all that stuff but yes I totally agree it's 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 you know on my list so I have lots of you know I want to start to I'm thinking about creating a more of a subscription type um, box on the site eventually for people that are really interested in in possibly you know exploring these products because a lot of these brands are smaller brands and you don't necessarily you know know about them they're not all these brands that you go to Sephora and you're like oh I know this brand or this brand these are smaller brands and these are all you know a lot of startups and a lot of smaller indie brands run by women that uh, are also you know working not day and night trying to get this stuff out there so it's you know something like that might be really uh, you know, exciting for I wanted to tell my, you know, my listeners now I want to tell my listeners now to like go to your website and get on your list because to me it's so much fun to get some little thing in the mail. And if you're actually doing something that's helping women entrepreneurs and helping women in third world countries, like you can't go wrong with that. So definitely. Yeah, get that's, yes. So yeah, I'm working on that. I, um, you know, I am part of Fair Trade LA, which is a nonprofit organization in Los Angeles. And I recently joined that and it's an amazing group of tight knit, uh, entrepreneurs that all have different uh, fair trade businesses some are um, they do everything from from coffee uh, to you know baskets and jewelry from you know different parts of South Africa South America and so I recently did a few pop-up events in the area in Los Angeles because that's where I'm based and uh, it was wonderful. It was really wonderful to uh, be out and about and meet people and talk to talk the store, you know, tell people about the products and show these, um, you know, items in person. Um, and I love that. I think I also missed the interaction being home for the last couple of years. So I'm hoping to do more of those types of um, things, thinking about doing more pop-ups, especially during the holiday season and um, pairing up with like-minded, you know, uh, businesses to possibly do some kind of a retail location in 2023. So, um, wow. you know, I work, it'd be really, yeah, I'm really excited about the idea. You know, so many, uh, there's so many beauty brands, right? There's just, I mean, it's insane. Every time I turn around, whether I'm wearing my PR hat or I'm wearing my entrepreneurial hat as this, you know, gatekeeper for this e-commerce site. Um, there's so many brands and everybody is, you know, hoping 
and praying to get into Sephora or Credo or one of these big major, um, you know, sites. And it's like, it's, you, it's hard, you know? And I feel like if there was more opportunities for these brands to um, offer their products in, uh, you know, in, in a beauty, you know, in a store setting that it would be, you know, it's only going to be beneficial for everybody. And so mm-hmm. I'm thinking more along the lines of like, offering that opportunity in a way that would benefit these female founders and also you know that would obviously then it would also help the people that are creating the products in other parts of the world because they're getting it out there more so um it all it all helps everybody in the long run so that's where i'm that's where my head's going well you know what robin i am very impressed with what you're doing it's so exciting and i just want to wish you the very best success because if you're successful then these other women founders these women that are working in other countries will also be successful and so it's just it touches my heart what you're doing and i just give you thousand percent um you know wishes that you that you just are very successful and thank Thank you you. that's so sweet i really that's really you made my day (laughs) thank you thank you Ready to make a change, but not sure where to start? Head over to nextcareerlife.com. Explore your options, get clarity now, and download the free 10 questions. Become a member and connect with the community. Be part of the events. Remember, the magic is in the groups. All at nextcareerlife.com. Enjoying the show? You can find the notes at www.elizabethribbons.com. That's ribbons with one B or on your preferred podcast platform. Be sure to follow, rate, and review. Reviews and word of mouth are still the number one way to learn about new podcasts, so I appreciate your support. Until next time.